but take time to celebrate what Thanksgiving is truly about. And it's it's giving thanks for the blessings that we've been given and the abundance of God provided for in our lives. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmen. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. What's your favorite holiday? Fourth of July. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there's another up great there, holiday up there right at the top. Thanksgiving. So welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. This is Dale and Brian Carmi. We um it's November 20th. So Thanksgiving is by my count 3 days away, the 23rd you are on a Thursday. Good counter. Yes. And yeah, so we're going to have a special episode dedicated for Thanksgiving. We put out a message last year. Yes. And Brian, you kind of led that, but it was the story the, of the, the first Thanksgiving, the, 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 the true account of the first Thanksgiving. Yep. And um, we just, we really like that. We think there's a lot of people that don't truly know and understand that. Um, so we're going to run that story again, but we want to do a little intro here um, before we play that. And I just look, Thanksgiving doesn't get the respect it deserves. Yes. You're coming into fall, people get excited about Halloween, and they are instantly on to Christmas. And you got the Christmas lights, and you got the Christmas music, and I love Christmas. And Christmas is right Christmas? up there at the top. I mean, you're celebrating the birth of Christ. That's hard to beat. It is. <laughs> but they look right by Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving you, is a, a a holiday that should stand on its own. Yes. I mean, how many Thanksgiving songs are out there? Well, actually, one bunch. that I'm aware of, Ben Rector, has a Thanksgiving song. If you haven't heard it yet, he actually talks about it Happy being an Thanksgiving to you. It's a little different than that. That's not um, it. But it is a great song. I love Ben Rector. It's probably not his best song, but a Thanksgiving song. So fill your plate and fill your drink and fill this house with family. The kind of love that all these years can't wash away. Because the Life is short and bittersweet. Thank God for this Thanksgiving day. But I'm, I mean, what a great time to give thanks. What a great time to, uh, you know, enjoy family, enjoy time together. But when you hear the story of the the Thanksgiving and how it originated, the pilgrims, and, and what happened there. Anybody can be thankful when things are good. Can you be thankful when things are tough? Mm. Can you be thankful for what you have when it's so easy to focus on the challenges and the struggles or the things you don't have or what's gone wrong? Guys, we've all faced hardship at some level or another in our lives, some more than others, but you still have things to be thankful for. And I love having a day that focuses you on that. Yeah. And I mean, gratitude is such a great 
position of the heart. And if you're, you know, I find myself, if I'm in a point where I'm down and I'm frustrated and I'm, I'm angry about something or I'm disappointed about something, taking the time to, to, to think about all the things that I'm thankful for and, and focus on being grateful that, that can totally change your perspective. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate. We have Thanksgiving just once a year. Maybe we should have Thanksgiving every week, <laughs> every Thursday, every, giant turkey fired up. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and I know everybody has different traditions for Thanksgiving. Hopefully all of you have great traditions. You're going to, you know, have a great Turkey, enjoy some family for us. We often sneak in a football game. Yeah. And you know, what goes good with football game hammy, <laughs> my hammy when it pops, when I'm trying to run. So Turkey on Thursday and, and hammy, hammy on, on Friday. Friday. Mm. And then of course, Ohio state plays that team up North on Saturday. Looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm just real quick before we jump into the story of the first Thanksgiving, something you're thankful for this year. Wow, you're putting me on the spot. I am. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the easy one, Brian. I'm thankful for my family. I'm yeah. so blessed. Beautiful wife, wonderful kids, great extended family, and independent of what is happening in life, what is happening in the world, what is happening in business, I have my family. And that. Look, you have your family for a season. As I say that, I have a family mom member dear to me that isn't here, McKenna, right? My daughter, she shouldn't, she shouldn't have been gone before me, but I still had her. We still had her for a season. And God's time is perfect. You don't always understand it. So I, I know it's the easy answer, but I've got to go with family. Yeah, and I'm, I'll, I'll echo that, say ditto. I won't go through it, but I, I would add to that, our family's growing. I'm going to be hey. a grandpa. I think I said that in a previous episode, but hey, I, that can't. bears repeating. And I think we're allowed to announce it's going to be a little girl. It's going to be a girl. That's exciting stuff. And uh, also thankful for the Foreverland family. You know, we, we talk about the five Foreverland F's faith, family, friends, freedom, fun. Don't forget about the gobbler. Grit. Starts with a G. Gobbler. <laughs> Starts grit. with a G. <laughs> We'll explain the, listen, <laughs> yeah. the gobbler doesn't make sense right now, but you check out it the will. show notes or social out. media. Well, it'll make sense. Yes. Uh, but family is one of those forever line apps. And, you know, we, we see, uh, and, and all of you, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're thankful and grateful for you taking the time to join us in this journey. Uh, listen to these, uh, these podcasts. Uh, hopefully some of them are, are worthwhile and beneficial for you. And some no, of them are going to be I mean, be hopefully goofy. all of them are beneficial and worthwhile. <laughs> if they're not, we shouldn't be doing That's them, true. but I understand the sentiment. There. So speaking of beneficial and worthwhile, a reminder of what Thanksgiving is all about. The story of the first Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to share that right now. I want to quick give a tip of the cap to Stephen Mansfield, who I first heard share this version of the story. Um, Rush Limbaugh used to always do a great job. If you get a chance to go and listen to that, that's a good one too. But we'll put a link in the show notes to Stephen Manfield telling this story. Um, he probably does a little bit better job than I do. But, you know, it was back in 2019 that we were at a, a point with Foreverland. We were going through this big, uh, we, were, we were just in a time of being blessed and we wanted to, to give thanks. And at the Thanksgiving holiday, um, just wanted to share this story. And, you know, we're going to maybe pull some ties and some correlations to our story, but really this is um, about the first Thanksgiving. And so, you know, back in 1608, there was a group of English separatists and they were, um, you know, they go to Holland and they spent 12 years, 
know, they were praying, they were seeking what God had in store and what they were supposed to do with their lives. And I mean, just think about that for a second. I want to pause for a moment and say, that's remarkable that you would spend 12 years praying, seeking God's direction. Um, Well, we've only been for Evelyn for 20. I know. And they spent more than half that time just preparing for what they were about to do. But what they were about to do is obviously something of incredible magnitude. Yeah. So 1620, this group decides that they are being called to to what was called then the New World. And there were about 120 of them that decided they were going to get a couple ships and sail um, from England to, to the New World, to what we now call America. And they get two ships, the Mayflower and the Speedwell. And they start out. And before they even get, you know, very far, I don't remember exactly how far it is, but the Speedwell, one of the ships, takes on water and it's gonna sink. So they've got to turn around and they go back to England and they they have their first decision moment. Is this God telling them, hey, this is a bad idea, don't go? And they think about it, they pray about it, and they say, No, that we're supposed to do this, that we feel this is right. So 104 of them get on the Mayflower. So they now have an overcrowded ship. Uh, the Mayflower was about the size of a modern-day volleyball court, and you have 104 people uh, plus the crew uh, that were not uh, part of this English separatist, the Pilgrims. They were just sailors. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting like hives and nervous just thinking about that. And I want to pause for a minute, and I don't want to interrupt too much, but no. you said something there that we've talked about multiple times in our show, but I don't want to gloss over. And that is this, it is so easy to have something go wrong, to have something uh, go off course or a roadblock come up. And it'd be real easy to say, oh, you know what? This isn't what we're supposed to be doing. But I think the key here, you talked about the pilgrims decided, no, they need to press on. The reason they know that or or made that decision, I'm believing, is because the time they spent preparing to go, that they were in prayer, they were in discussion. And, uh, you know, you said a 12-year period. It doesn't mean we have to be doing something for 12 years, but we've talked about this many times, is you want to be in prayer and know that what you're doing is right. And when you know that, then it is much easier to fight through the challenges and the hurdles that come. And that's what these guys do, because they knew and believed what they were doing was right and was what God wanted them to do. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And And this was a group, I mean, you know, these weren't explorers, these weren't, um, you know, pioneers, these weren't wealthy men. They were blue collar families. About a third of the people on the ship were children. Th- these are just people that are going out to start a new life. And they sail for 66 days and there's horrible storms. The crew was, you know, not very kind. They had a different set of beliefs. They thought this whole thing was kind of corny, but they were getting paid to sail them across the seas. So they took them. But as these pilgrims started to get sick, they're they're throwing up. The, mm. I mean, it's just a total mess. And these this crew's just kind of laughing at them the whole way. About halfway into the voyage, they stop and ask again, is this right? Is this what we're supposed to be doing? And again, they, they resolved. They said, no, this is what we're called to do. We're going to press on. And so they do. They continue across and get to the the new land. And when they do, when they get there, the only person to die that whole trip was one person. It was a member of the crew. It wasn't even one of the pilgrims. Yeah, and you, and you, I have here in my notes a line that just says they knew this is what they were called to do. And even if they died doing it, they believed it was right and that was better than retreating. That's that's a powerful statement. Yeah, that's a, that's resolve. When you're in a spot where you feel like 
it'd be better to push forward and die than to retreat. My goodness. I mean, that's, that's, that's knowing conviction. you're called to something. Yeah, yeah. And that's faith. So these pilgrims arrive um, in Massachusetts in December. They'd actually mm, been targeting Virginia, too. and they landed up landing 500 miles north of their original intent, and they land in the Cape Cod area. And before they even disembark from the ship, they get together and they bind themselves together with this pact that we now know as the Mayflower Compact. And if you get a chance to go read that, it's an amazing document, but it really crystallized their vision and commitments to, to each other, to God, to what this was all about before they even left the ship and got started. And so then they go out and, and they, they, some of them stay on the ship, some of them go out on land and they begin to build these structures. And ironically, the first thing they build was a brewery uh, because they needed something to, they didn't trust just drinking this water. They needed something to, you know, alcohol can uh, help purify. purify. So they build this brewery, they build these homes and as they're doing this, they feel this sense of, hey, somebody's like staring at us. Somebody's watching us. And they see this giant man in the woods. Was, they find out it was this, eventually this Native American named Samoset. And Samoset, they, the, the legends are different, but they say he was probably about 600, or sorry, six foot four and weighed 280 pounds. So a giant man dwarfing all these pilgrims. And they're kind of afraid of him. And he comes out and he just, the first thing he says is, do you have beer? <laughs> Which is just crazy. But it turns out he had been taught English from fishermen and sailors and people that had come through. And he had been introduced to beer and he saw they were building these facilities. And so it started this friendship. And then Samoset introduces them to Squanto. Squanto's another Native American who had a crazy story. He had been kidnapped, taken to Spain. But he ended up being bought by monks and set free. He learned English and the culture. And when he returned to America, his entire tribe had been wiped out. There was no one left. And so he finds this neighboring tribe in Samoset, and they become friends. And so what ends up happening is this land that these pilgrims you know, landed at, Cape Cod, was vacant because the Native American tribe that had been there was all wiped out. And so Samoset and Squanto befriend the pilgrims, and they start to, to help them. And they start to help them get set up. They teach them to fish. They teach them new ways of farming in the land. And, you know, you can go back and read, but clearly the pilgrims say, you know, William Bradford was the kind of leader of this group. And he, you read his writings. Without these two men, they would have died. They wouldn't have made it. But even with those guys, they had an incredibly rough first winter, right? If you land in December, uh, Dale, you, you talked previously about the law of the harvest. Uh, one of the laws of the harvest is... It happens at a later you, date. You reap at a later date than when you sow. You can't plant in December and be harvesting immediately. So they called that first winter the starving time. And, you know, the Indians ended up sharing some food with them. Even as they went through that, even as they had this help from, from Samoset and Squanto, half of their population dies. Every family that was part of this had at least one family member die. Mm. And we look at it in numbers and numbers are amazing, but I mean, these are lives. You think about, I mean, we, we've experienced a loss in our family and to lose somebody is so devastating. Every family had lost at least one member. Just crazy. As it goes on, there's this legend that comes out of the five kernels of corn. And the legend is that during this winter of starvation, they ration the food and they're down to five kernels of corn per day per person. 
Now, to be honest, it's not proven whether that five kernels is literal or not, but there is enough truth in it that this became a, a, a pattern of them that at each Thanksgiving after this, they would set on their plate five kernels of corn. And so this was something we did with our Foreverland families. We gave out five kernels of corn and just as a time to reflect and think of, hey, we may be in a good time now. We may be in a time of blessing, but there was a period this where it was only had and we only had, you know, just enough to get by. In their case, the five kernels of corn. So as they get through this winter of starvation, about 40 of them make it through. And they learn from the Squanto and Samoset, and they learn new ways to develop this new land. And one huge change that they make is they move from communal farming, which they started with, where everybody works together on the same plot of land and everyone reaps the same benefit. And they move from that to more of a free market approach where they assign tracts of land to different people and different people get, you know, they're, they're focused on different things and then they trade those things. And it, it's really the birth of the free market in the new world. And it's amazing the difference that that made. And, you know, the, the idea of, of communal living and everybody doing everything for everyone's benefit is good. However, there needs to be some personal incentive there. And I, I mean, we see this obviously in business and we see this in, you know, the free market economy that drives America. But this was, this was a new thought process for them and it changed their lives, moving from really a, a form of almost communism to a form of free market entrepreneurial yeah, free is what changed the <clears throat> results that these pilgrim farmers got. It also led them to develop some innovation because they were, maybe some people were focused on how do I farm corn? And so they would do certain things and figure out new techniques and they were only able to barter or trade with whatever they had produced. So they were forced to be as productive as they could be and create the best and most bountiful crops that they could. And it worked. This goes on. And so in the fall of 1621, they have an incredibly abundant harvest. And so that's when the first Thanksgiving occurs. The governor of the area calls for a Thanksgiving feast. And the idea was they wanted to have a feast to celebrate God's blessing, to celebrate the goodness and the abundance of what God had given them. They invited the, the Native Americans that were there that helped them get through this time. And this Thanksgiving feast lasted for four days. They included athletic events. You know, we, we have, have football turkey bowl. today. We have the turkey <laughs> I wonder if bowl. they played the turkey bowl back yes. then. And ironically, I find this one really humorous or, or intriguing. Um, it's not confirmed whether they had turkey there or not. But it is confirmed that they had, they had popcorn, popcorn, which if you've seen Snoopy's Snoopy, Thanksgiving, they make Snoopy makes the popcorn. Yeah. And so there's there's some truth to that. And that's where the popcorn uh, is probably the first time that the uh, pilgrims experienced popcorn. And, and again, they just took this time to celebrate God's provision, blessing. And even beyond that, they knew they weren't just blessed to enjoy this, but they were blessed to be a blessing. And I, I, you know, I, I love Brian here that, right. They, they shared it. They, they took the people who had helped them, who had embraced them, Samoset, Squanto and others invited them to be part of this celebration. And they, they joined together in this feast, but uh, you know, this uh, time to recognize uh, the blessings from God, the provision and, and the impact each other had on, on this whole community getting through it. 
and, and today, you know, we have the, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and we have the football games and we get together with families and that stuff's all great. I, I love it. I'm not taking anything away from any of that stuff. I love the, the whole pageantry of Thanksgiving. But take time to celebrate what Thanksgiving is truly about. And it's it's giving thanks for the blessings that we've been given and the, the abundance of God uh, provided for in our lives. And, you know, I, I went through, and I'll share this here, but I, I went through and kind of compared some of the things from the story of the pilgrims to the story of Foreverland. And I'm not doing that in a way to shine light on us. I hope that you do the same thing and you look at your story and, and how does it compare? And here are just some notes that I made. One, like the pilgrims, we started on a land with a call to go to a new place. We weren't sure exactly what it was going to look like. Uh, it was a mixture of dissatisfaction for where we currently were and a hope and a new opportunity and where God was calling. And so we made a move. Ours was across the country, not across the sea, but there was a similarity there. Uh, similar to the pilgrims. This one isn't exciting, <laughs> but we arrived at the right, end of a season right before winter instead of the start of a season. So we ended up in a very bleak winter that first year there. Uh, like the pilgrims, we endured many hard times, but those hard times ended up leaning to innovations. They refined us. They made us better. They helped teach us. And we realized that without them, we wouldn't be who we are. Like the pilgrims, there were times where we questioned if we we're even going to make it. And if this current reality that we found ourselves in, it was so different than what we thought it was going to be. Was this really what we were supposed to be doing? Were we in the right place? But it would go back to that initial resolve and that initial calling. And we would say, no, this is what God called us to do. We feel we're supposed to press on. Like the pilgrims, for everyone endured tests of our vision and our resolve, but we were refined through that process. Like the pilgrims, we had times where we've seen God's providence in miraculous ways, where he's sustained us. And he's, uh, you know, we, we've had the story of, you know, the bags of cash from this random angel of a customer showing up. We had God um, showing up multiple times throughout our story, right when we thought it couldn't get any worse and, and we would get exactly what we needed to keep going, you know, similar to what the pilgrims had experienced. And, and then like the pilgrims, there are times where we, we experience a bountiful harvest and a time of blessing. And when we do, we want to give thanks to the one who is the giver of every good gift. And then finally, like the pilgrims, we realize we are blessed to be a blessing. It's not about receiving, but it's about taking what we've been giving and using it to be a blessing to others. Yeah, and that, Brian, that's that part about not being self-focused, but being others-focused and realizing sometimes the hard times we have may not be for us. We might be in that hard time to meet somebody else there and be an influence to them. And in our blessing... The blessing may not always be for us, but how can we share that blessing? What can we do to to benefit others out of that? And um, you know, just being open to that and, and, and realizing that uh, God has a plan and God has a purpose. And whether it's in the good times or the bad times, it's not just about us. It's about uh, everybody, us and those around us that, that are in our lives. So hopefully today finds you in, in one of those seasons of blessing and seasons of bounty. And you're at a place where this Thanksgiving, you can just be thankful and give thanks for where you are. But I also know with enough people listening to this, that some of you are in that time of struggle. And so maybe the, the message you need to hear today is, 
you know, hold on through that bleak winter. It's going to get better. Um, maybe you're at a point of questioning, you know, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And I would challenge you to go back to that original, why are you doing what you're doing? And if that is good, if that is pure, if that is you believe of God and where you're called to be, then continue on. And and I would also tell you that it's a cycle. There are always going to be peaks and valleys. Um, you know, we, we, I, the first time we shared this was the Thanksgiving of 2019, and we were in a time of blessing. What we didn't know is just a few months later, this whole COVID pandemic economy shut down, everything changes was going to happen. And so while we were in a moment of blessing at that time, we were getting ready to go through another bleak winter and that cycle will continue. So know that wherever you are, if you're in a rough time, it's going to get better. If you're in a good time, be prepared. There's going to be it's more be hard worse. times ahead, uh, but that's okay. Just continue on. And, and, you know, hopefully this has been enjoyable for you. And, and I don't know. So maybe this is something you could make a new tradition for your family is before you eat the Thanksgiving meal and you eat a little too much turkey and too much stuffing, you just take five kernels of dried corn and you set it on the plate and you talk through the story of Thanksgiving and, and what it's all about. And the idea that there might be times where you go through that bleak winter and you have a ration of only five kernels of corn, but on the other side, there can be abundant blessing. Yeah, guys, uh, I, I want to tell you, um, we're blessed and we're, we're thankful for all of you that are out there that are in our lives and have had an impact in our life one way or another. We're thankful for those of you that are out there that we don't know, but that you're listening to this story and sharing it. And more than anything, we're thankful to uh, God, uh, to Jesus Christ, to the opportunity we have to have salvation through him and uh, the, just the, the blessing uh, the blessings that have been poured out in our life amidst the good times and the bad times. Amen. It's just uh, good to know that we're grounded and centered. So uh, take this time to, to be thankful for your friends, your family, your opportunities, the things you have. And um, you know, most of all uh, the God that has provided it. So again, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, a thank you to Stephen Mansfield. I'll have a link in the show notes that go to his telling of the story if you want to, to share that with anyone um, or if you even want to put those five kernels of corn on and let him tell the story to your family. That might be a fun tradition to start. All right, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. And you're going to be around a lot of people over this holiday. Take that opportunity wherever you are, whatever your situation, to be a person of impact. God bless. See you Monday. This is the Threads Army reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.